All right. Welcome, everyone, to He's Done It, a mostly sports podcast. I'm Corey Novotny, and I'm joined today, as always, by my co-host, Brian Wells. This week's episode, we will be talking Super Bowl 55. And you know what? I, I don't want to do the intro. Brian, Brian, you lead us into the show. I don't want to talk about this. This, this is all you. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, Tell, Mike, tell the listeners what we're going to talk about. We're, well, we're going to talk about the glorious game of Super Bowl 55, uh, where Tom Brady led the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, to a convincing victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. It was really a pretty lopsided victory and one that caught me by surprise. So I'm glad the reverse psychology in terms of our predictions worked out in my favor. But yeah, it... I was surprised, uh, given the margin. All right, of hey, what else? There's more. Come on, we'll we'll get into this. We're still introducing the show. We oh, still haven't played you want the, me to, uh, the oh, music. Oh, so you want you want you want me to introduce everything? I want else. you okay. to do the the initial intro. Okay. Uh, so we'll talk about Super Bowl Fifty Five, of course, and break down the game. We'll also talk about uh, greatest goats of all time, our our, our own personal lists. We'll also re- have reactions to the weekend's halftime show and then uh, after that we're going to talk about uh the recent nfl honors uh so guys who won the awards in their respective positions uh and we'll also talk about the hall of fame the recent class that was just announced uh before the super bowl and then after that, we're going to talk about our top five favorite Super Bowl commercials uh, this past Super Bowl Sunday. All right. You earned your paycheck with that one. So yeah. thank you for taking that off my hands. Yeah, so. no problem. <sighs> All right. With that, let's get started. So, 2021 NFL season is over, right, Brian? Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, yeah, Super Bowl 45, done. 55, done. Uh, Bucks 31, Chiefs nine. And uh, you know, I I don't I don't really know how to get started with this. I I I, I don't know the right words to say, but I I know what I want to say. And you know, before we get into this um, I kind of want to want to go back uh, and we're gonna go all the way back so my our freshman year of high school I started podcasting and uh, it, it was as, as part of like a school project at first and I I don't really know how many people listen to it the only person I know that actually did was my uncle and uh, when when Ben kind of convinced me to get back into the podcasting game a few years ago, 
I didn't really know what to expect in terms of people listening, but I felt pretty confident that my uncle would also listen. And my uncle had at the time, I believe his son, my cousin was seven years old. And, you know, my thought was, okay, so I can tell my uncle to listen to this. And what happens if instead of like, you know, at work or, you know, driving home or whatever, he's listening to this at home and my my little cousin is there he's like hey come come listen to Corey talk on his podcast like and I was like you know I don't want there to be any kind of explicit content and uh you know it just felt like that was a a bad thing that could have happened and I didn't want to kind of feel guilty about that but I'm at the point where I, I just I'm just so broken and I don't know what else to say. So if you have to pause it, go for it. Um, Fuck me. Like, I just cannot believe that this guy is still here. Like, he's still doing to this. I I don't understand how, after all these years, I am still so tormented by Tom Brady. Like, and it's not even like I didn't see this coming. Because, like you said, I picked the Bucs to win this game. I totally saw it coming. And yet, I'm still like the couple hours before the game I'm pacing around my apartment I'm having so much anxiety like I was way more anxious than I was for the Steelers game against the Browns and that I was a mess for like I I don't understand like he doesn't even play with the Patriots anymore he plays for the Bucks now like this shouldn't matter and I I'm just still so like overcome with emotion and all these different ways that are negative when it comes to Tom Brady and I just I I can't believe it so this is where i'm at right now and i I, yeah go ahead i mean you texted me yesterday telling me that it's gonna go off the rails and i'm wondering why i actually asked you why and i can't believe i did it didn't cross my mind until now and i didn't think it, it would go off the rails five minutes and 55 seconds or so into into the episode Not even. like i i just i i don't know i i don't understand and it's like I, I like it shouldn't matter like the guy plays for the buccaneers now in tampa like and he's the seven super bowl what's the difference between six and seven he's already like passed everyone else he's lapped joe montana at this point he he i well, i, one I of don't the, get well, one why thing <laughs> that was left off his resume that i've brought up in the past was that he didn't have a Super Bowl ring without Coach Belichick, and he yeah, does it, and he does it in his first year. I know without, it, it, without it, the like, Patriots. Even just getting there to that point, like there is any kind of argument about the whole system quarterback thing, you can at least throw that out the window because he got there with Bruce Arians. Like, I, I just, I, I, I'm sorry. I just, I, I don't understand why I have like been feeling this way these past few days few weeks few months I just you know like I have friends who are legitimate Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans they're not like you who's just like oh riding See, the thing on, is, on Brady's so coattail the thing, like they're the, legitimate Bucs fans and I thing, want to be happy is, for them I'm, but I can't be yeah I'm not because I, I might have I might have said it last, last episode or two episodes ago but I'm not really a Bucks fan like I'm See, here's how I order I'm 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 a, t- a Patriots fan first, but I when it comes to Brady versus Belichick, I'll admit I am more of a Tom Brady guy than a Bill Belichick. I I, I think a lot of Pats Tom Brady because you're spiteful over Malcolm Butler. That's part. That's a huge part of it. I really I probably I'm more pissed about that than 
like way too pissed about that more than anybody, but I was livid about how Belichick handled Super Bowl 52 and benching Butler and putting in Johnson, Batamosi, and Jordan Richards out there and losing to a backup quarterback and Nick Foles. I know he, he ended up being pretty good, but still, 41 points to a backup quarterback in the Super Bowl on the biggest stage and losing to them and Doug Peterson. Like, yeah, it, that's the Super Bowl that, I'm, that I don't get over out of the three losses. You'd think it'd be the 18-0 and 0 versus the Giants and losing, but I factor in how old I was. I was 12, 13, 12 or 13 years old at the time, so I'm in middle school. And then for the Super Bowl 52, I'm... Like already my twenties, and I'm more passionate than than I was then about sports, and and of course the Patriots, and uh, like I feel like I can respect the fact that they lost to the Giants twice. I feel like I can just respect. Hey, you know what? They have our number. Tom Coughlin, he knows how to play the Patriots and Eli as well, and so on. But shouldn't be losing to the Eagles. So yeah, I I'll admit that's a huge part of why I'm definitely more of a Brady than Belichick guy, and just the fact that I. I feel like there's proof. There's full proof that uh, why I've, uh, why that point is validated because Tom Brady proved in just one season that uh, he's a little bit more important than Belichick at this point. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that. So okay. So I mean, does it not make you at all sad? A little to bit. See Tom Brady win. You will at least I'll, give I'll, me that. Yeah. I'll, I'll. I'll. I will fully admit that there is a part of me. Not. Not. 100%, but there is a part of me that's like, man, this kind of stinks that uh, it it really sp- spits in the Patriot way, you know, thing. Yeah. that You know, that yeah. do your job kind of crap that they've always preached that, oh, it's about sacrifices, sacrificing for the team and taking pay cuts and, and, and doing what's best for the team and winning when all of a sudden you see the one guy, one guy, well, two guys if you count Gronk, but the guy uh, leave to a random franchise in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and then just win the Super Bowl while the Patriot way, do your job, Patriots, go out and go 7-9. and nine. And that's that's going to be a hard draw for potential free agents to come to New England. Thank you. Like the, Okay, you said everything that I wanted you to say because – Yes, like you can root for Brady to have this success, prove that he's not just a system quarterback. You know, like you said, the whole Brady Belichick, you can have him get that early lead, but (laughs) the ZM win a Super Bowl. Like, yeah, if Brady stays in New England, he's not going to have the kind of weapons. And, uh, you know, he probably has a similar type defense, but maybe. I, I don't know if it's the same because they lost a lot of key guys from the 2019 defense that was so good in free agency. But, like, the Patriots would have made the playoffs with Brady, and we saw that the Bucs could make it to the Super Bowl as a 5C. There's no reason the Patriots couldn't. So, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm like, kind of sorry. I don't feel bad for you, but, like, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we at least have kind of gotten on this same wavelength because this is kind of what I've been trying to say to Patriots fans for the last 11 months since whatever St. Patrick's Day when Brady made this decision that it's going to suck if he actually does win the Super Bowl. It's one thing to get there, but actually win it. And, you know, I, I get it. You're going to have mixed emotions about it. Um, I'm not saying it's like, the right way to think about it, but I'm just saying I I feel like there's recency bias in the fact... I, I feel like... I'll say it again. I feel like players are just going to look at it and say, why the heck would I go to New England, bust my butt off, and take a pay cut, 
and go seven and nine. What is the and in the cold yeah, too? Not even it, like warmy Tampa, not warm much Tampa or LA Tom or anything. There's what are the positives of going to New England besides hey I potent maybe have a good coach. I don't need, but I would be wondering is he a great coach or is is it because of that guy that he's a great coach? Okay, so you are still a Patriots fan. I'll yeah, still give of you course. That. It's just yeah, it's like I'll admit it's it's tough though because I. I definitely dis- disagreed with how they handled the Brady situation. Now, part of me likes the fact that they split up just to see what it's like. And the fact that Brady and Belichick had a huge rift over the past couple seasons, even though, even though they won once one of those Super Bowls, uh, after the one against the Rams, uh, there was definitely a lot of tension between Brady and Belichick. Uh, so I, there's a part of me that's glad that it they broke up just to see what it's like, but at the same time, it's like all you had to do is just give him the contract, make him feel appreciate appreciated for all the work he's done. But uh, and, and the fact that not only did Belichick not bring back Brady, but then he brings in Cam washed up Cam Cam Newton, who throws a football like he's throwing a gallon of milk, and is totally washed up at this point. He didn't. He didn't. Not only does he get rid of Brady, but he doesn't really replace him either. Like we just throw in anyone. We'll just throw in Cam Newton or Jared Stidham, and it'll be just the same. It, to me, that's just there's a lot of arrogance in that in that decision making at the the most important position in all of sports. It, it, I feel like a lot of people would agree with that as well. Um, so the combination of both really uh, really took me off for this season and makes me even support Brady even more. But I'm again still Patriots. Team over, I'm team over Tom, but I'm definitely Tom over Bill. If that makes any sense at all. Okay, so we haven't even like talked about the actual game yet. <laughs> yeah, you've also gone off the rails. <laughs> so like, I'm I'm glad that all right, we're kind of in the same spot here. That's that that was my goal in this. Just uh, just let let out let out all the emotions. I don't want to say, uh, oh yeah, go Bucks, go. I'm I'm not a patriot. Uh, I shouldn't. I'm oh I'm definitely a, been a real Bucks fan all this time. Fire the cannons, <laughs> yeah. No, of course not. I'm I'm definitely. It, it's just because of Brady, and I just I just I'm happy to see him succeed. But and I'd like to think that's a silver lining in towards of the Patriots' future, where that will motivate Belichick to really make the roster adjustments that I'd like to see, and really find a a good QB and. And boost up. There's a lot of holes on the Patriots. <laughs> there, there There's are. a lot gonna, that needs to be done. We, we can get into that, yeah. but I do want to talk a little bit about yeah. the game. You know, as much as it, it sucked, as you know, it, as a Super Bowl, this it sucked. Like this was the worst Super Bowl we've seen in a while. Because like even the Patriots Rams game, where it was all defense, at least it was a close game till the very end. Like this was the first blowout we've seen since Bronco Seahawks, and. You, you are you know obviously you're a Brady fan. You're not a huge fan of Peyton Manning. You still admit that Super Bowl was terrible. Uh, it wasn't like fun watching the Broncos get killed the whole time. So yeah, it, that that one wasn't. When Bruno Mars is the best part of the Super Bowl, it's probably not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So and this one was kind of in the same same vein. And I'm I'm sure that there are a lot of you know people who are happy to see the Bucks and Tom Brady play well. Uh, and so. The defense obviously was a big part of this one, but I can't help but feel like this was a Tom Brady Super Bowl because of those 31 points, who scored them? Their four touchdowns, Gronk twice, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette. 
Chris Godwin, two catches for nine yards. Mike Evans, one catch for 31 yards. Ronald Jones got a little bit of the action, but Leonard Fournette was still the leading rusher. These were Brady's guys. Those are the guys that Brady brought in. And it, it's just like in in the biggest stage, like it, it's not even, it doesn't even feel like it's totally a box Super Bowl win. Like it's just another Tom Brady, like the Bucks being like the pawns in his game to, to win another Super Bowl. I mean, I, I've always been on the side that I, I believe that Brady deserves the most credit of anyone in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization in winning the Super Bowl, but I don't want to come off as just a total Brady lover and say he deserves all the credit. That's not true at all. He deserves the most credit, but not all the credit. A lot of the credit goes to everyone else, 1-53. to 53. And, and like you said, Gronk had a terrific game, not just as a pass catcher, but as a blocker as well. Leonard Fournette looked like a bust in Jacksonville, but then all of a sudden he comes to Tampa. He's recruited by Brady, and he actually looks like a serviceable running back, and he actually looks pretty good. And he's he not was, just a runner. He's a he pass catcher playoff now. Lenny. Yeah. He was so good in the Terrific playoffs. Terrific in the playoffs. That, that pains me a lot. It's not even like it, he has anything to do with the whole Patriots side. Like, obviously, Brady, Gronk, and Brown. Like, I, I hate all those guys. But Leonard Fournette is just someone that I just – I doubted him his whole career. Like, oh, I, I, I said he was Trent well. Richardson 2.0. I said the Steelers should not be even considering bringing him in. And he ends up being a playoff hero, a Super Bowl hero for the Bucs. And that that's just, like, another, like – pain moment for me in this this past month and uh of course so the defense you you have to give a ton of credit to Todd Bowles and his defensive game plan you talk about the offense I think the biggest reason why they won this Super Bowl even though it was a 22 point victory and they scored three win points I thought the defense was just awesome I, I I think Devin White's a stud I think Shaq Barrett's also a stud and I mean, the biggest difference really is that Brady had all the time in the world to find the open receiver. Mahomes had no no time to throw. He had, I'm not even joking, I thought, that I couldn't believe it when I saw this stat, but he had 498 yards of scrambling before he threw the the ball. He, he had five football fields of scrambling in this game beca- before throwing because of how just putrid the offensive line was in that game. And I think we we all knew that it was going to be an issue since Eric Fisher was out with a torn Achilles injury in the Buffalo game, but I didn't think it'd be this big of an issue. And and that's just it's it's really just poor coaching if you think about it because not over ninety percent of their the offensive plays they only had five guys protecting Mahomes with with a depleted offensive line facing a really good defensive line that destroyed kind of destroyed the Packers O-line where they had five sacks in that over five sacks in that game and just that's just poor coaching and putting Mahomes in a in a, in a bad position and so he got no help from his O-line no help from his coaches and then whenever he got the passes off his receivers didn't help much there were multiple passes in that game that hit the receivers literally in the face and were not were not caught like Tyreek had a a touchdown drop Daryl Williams had that horrible drop after Mahomes was throwing horizontally and then Kelsey had I know his stat line looked good but I don't really think he actually played that great even though his stats look good he had some bad drops in that game and I I don't look at Mahomes any really any differently whatsoever I know he sucked in this game but I really I really put the blame on mostly everything else the coaching and the offensive line in particular so the uh the Bucks they they basically 
destroyed the Chiefs offense with just a four-man pass rush. They uh, Todd Bowles is someone who he blitzes more than just about anybody else in the league. He never sent more than five blitzers, and he, he didn't actually do more than well, just the, key, the standard pass rush. Uh, only 10% of the time. I, I mean, the he, key to beat Mahomes is actually not is actually not to blitz, and they ran a lot of two high safeties over the top. And, yeah, because they only brought in four or five guys and didn't have to blitz that many guys, they were able to put a lot of double coverage on Tyreek and, and Kelsey and others, and it, it, it really threw Mahomes off, not only just because of the timing uh, and having to scramble around and all over the field, but then combining that with the fact that he couldn't find many open receivers was just... Uh, a bad combination for him in that game. Like uh, Eli Manning in Super Bowl 42 and Julian Edelman more recently in Super Bowl 53, uh, they couldn't give the MVP to the entire defense, so they gave it to the best offensive player with Tom Brady. Not to say he wasn't deserving of it. He would have put up better numbers if he had to throw the ball in the second half, which he didn't really have to. Uh, the Bucks defense certainly huge in this game. Like I've been saying the past couple weeks, the Bucks defense deserve a ton of credit. Those are Jason Light guys, like drafted. Some of them in free agency. All of those guys were in place, or they were drafted uh, just this past April. Yeah, they, and they they really did a great job in the draft, especially those first two uh, two picks where they got Tristan Wirfs at right tackle, and he was he was awesome this year. He only, I think he only gave up one sack the entire year. And then Antoine Winfield was also terrific as well. Yeah, so Bucks defense, huge story of the game. We had said that would be a big part of it was the Bucks defense versus the Chiefs offense. And uh, the Chiefs offensive line had Patrick Mahomes running for his life. Like you said, his receivers didn't do a whole lot to help him out. But I'm just going to come out and say it. Patrick Mahomes is a fraud. Wow, F-R-A-U-D fraud. You do look at... Mahomes is, a lot differently than I do. He is a $450 million player. And look, I get it. His team let him down. But it's not like he played a great game himself. And if that's what the thing is going to be, that he needs to have a perfect team around him to be this great quarterback, like, he was supposed to be my GOAT. I was supposed to buy a Patrick Mahomes jersey and, like, frame it in my room and be like, this is the guy. He's the one who's going to take down Tom Brady. And in this game, he comes out and plays the worst game of his life. Like, Zero offensive touchdowns. That has never happened by a Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the, his first Ever. bad game in three years, or and well, it's four. in the Super Bowl against yeah. Tom Brady. I know, I know. Are you it's kidding just me. It's just like yeah, it, it couldn't have come at a, a worse time for for you or anyone who was rooting against the Bucks. But yeah, it's I just. just that's that's another reason why I'm just like so distraught about this. That it's like this was it. This was supposed to be, you know, Mahomes goes out, he beats Brady. It's still a long shot, but it's six to two. He has a head to head. He can maybe see a future where he's only twenty five years old. All he needs is a couple more Super Bowls and he catches him. Now it's seven to one and he lost head to head. I don't think he can come back. I think this is officially an insurmountable lead. And I'm not, when I say Mahomes is a fraud, I'm not saying he's not going to win another MVP. I'm not saying he's not going to win another Super Bowl. I think he's going to at some point, but he's not going to be that kind of guy. He's not going to yeah, be it's, it, in that yeah, discussion I mean, with Brady. He's going to be more like a Peyton Manning. He'll be around yeah, for a while. He, he's probably but, not. I mean, when you factor in the fact that I know Kelsey is awesome, like in terms of a receiver, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think he's great. He's as a the blocker. best receiving tight end in yeah, the league. But how long is he going to keep that up? And then how long yeah, is someone? Uh, how someone long on the pregame show said five to ten more years? Yeah, that's and not going like, to happen. Thirty-one? No, 
That's, yeah. that, that's not going to happen. And then how long is Tyreek going to run 4-2-40 kind of speed? That I, won't I last forever. Miko yeah. Hardman, what a bum that guy is. Like he's He was supposed to replace Tyreek Hill. Can you imagine if Hill actually like went to prison or something and got kicked off the team? Like The Chiefs wouldn't have won the Super Bowl last year without him and had Miko Hardman as the replacement. He's he's not done anything. He's a great Madden player. He's not a great real-life player. And then, and, and then Sammy Watkins is just too injury-prone. He'll be gone. The Chiefs need to add another weapon, but that's what it comes down to. It's like, okay, Mahomes needs this arsenal of like an elite super team to be this all-powerful quarterback. Instead, he's just a guy running for his life and his best plays are avoiding sacks and just throwing it up somewhere that's somewhat close to receiver catching the ball, but he can't actually catch it. And we're going to blame the receiver for that, even though it would have been like a highlight reel, like David Tyree type catch if some of these plays actually were successful. Like, it's just... I don't know. And look, maybe I'm just saying this uh, as an in the moment thing. Heat of the moment. But I almost feel like I have to start hating Mahomes now. Like, I, I have to be like anti Mahomes because I can't let him get close enough to the point where it's like, damn, if he had only beat Brady 12 years ago, he would be the number one guy. Now it's like I almost have to be anti Mahomes because it, it, he's already a conference rival with the Steelers. Like, he's someone who uh, could be a a potential blocker to the Steelers ever having any kind of success again which that's there that I've been climbing that stairway to seven for 12 years now and that's that doesn't feel like that's ending anytime soon just another reason for me to hate football right now and uh yeah I mean I I don't know I I don't want to hate Mahomes I want him to be one of my favorite players in all the sports that doesn't play for a team I actually root for but it's it's hard to right now and I feel like a lot of people are making excuses for him and I I just don't think that it's fair when you throw in what everything that was said about him what the Chiefs are paying for and that's that's why I can't help but feel like he's kind of fraudulent I still like him especially losing to Brady <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh I'm like sure I'm sure yeah, yeah. I, no I, I I legitimately am a fan of him and I'll admit losing to Brady that makes me even a bigger fan of him but I think I think he'll still be all right. Like, yeah, will he win seven Super Bowls? Yeah, probably that's not, not. That's not what it's about. I don't but, want him to just be all right. I want him to be the greatest ever, and he failed that. So now I gotta hope that the next sensation that comes along is gonna be it. <sighs> like, so, so you're gonna you're gonna rely on Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville yeah, Jaguars? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not not hoping it's him. Yeah, ah, man. I mean, all right. So, I mean, I guess while we're on the topic of the whole uh, the goat thing, let let's let's do this. Let's see um, if we can we can have uh, any kind of agreement here. I'm, I'm I'd be very surprised if we do. I was um, just about to say that. There's no chance. You'll know. You'll <laughs> know why. Go- okay. Se- you'll know why yeah, in a okay. second too. So so as you um, I think that something that's been really popular in the past few days is you know yeah Bleacher Report, ESPN, Sports Center, whatever, all those major profiles the athletic uh, you know posting comments is tom brady the greatest athlete ever and i think that that's a fun thing to try to go through right now uh i guess simple question is are you gonna say yes to this or do you have arguments so otherwise? i'm gonna i guess first off let's see is it yes or no let's just is it yes so or is I it want, like a well, definitive well, yes let, well, i want you to read off my list here. Who do I have at number one? I can't see. I'm just seeing the paper. You don't have anything written down. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I. So we're just going to be in 100% disagreement. I don't like GOAT debates when it comes to 
just oh who's the greatest of all time at this sport or that sport like, like yeah I think Brady is well established as the greatest quarterback of all time and in my opinion he's the greatest winner in team sports that's as far as I'll go but in com- but when it comes to is he the greatest athlete ever I don't know and I kind of don't care just because it's such a cringy long debate that never it never ends it they'll never they'll it's a never-ending debate that just goes on forever and because Brady has seven now he's being compared a lot to Jordan and it's like well Jordan has six championships Brady has seven does that make Brady better than Jordan like yeah maybe but then oh well Bill Russell has more than Brady he's got 11 he has to catch up to Bill Russell to be in that conversation and it's just like well he played in the 60s and he played against like seven teams and it wasn't really a full league and then and then it's well, what about Michael Phelps? He's got all these gold medals. Like, well, that's an Olympic sport. And then it's like, well, what about Serena Williams? She's got all these majors. It's like I just don't. I it gets to the point where I just I just don't care. Or I, I don't. It's just there's too many uncertainties, too many eras, too many different sports. It's just way too hard to compare all the athletes. So would I say Brady because of a hundred percent bias? Yes, but I don't want to just come off as oh you're wrong if you don't put Brady I will say you're wrong if you put someone else as the greatest quarterback of all time I feel like Brady is pretty much established as that given how much he's accomplished especially of late but in terms of athlete I don't really know I don't really have an answer and I I kind of don't care just because there's just too many so much to factor in so you're probably going to completely disagree with me and I'd like to hear. No, I think that that was a very rational take because I realize that this is very ridiculous. And because of that, I'm going to go through a ridiculous list that I've compiled and we're going to go head to head and say Brady or this person. I'm looking forward to this. All right. So the first one, you kind of talked about him, Michael Jordan. So you just talk. They're both team sport players. You look at championships. Brady has won seven now. Jordan, six. But... Jordan's won six NBA Finals MVPs. Brady, just five Super Bowl MVPs. Jordan's won five regular season league MVPs. Brady, just three. They've both been you know, 14 All-Stars, 14 Pro Bowls. So that's the same. Michael Jordan, 10-time All-NBA First Team. Brady, just three-time All-NBA First Team. So who you got here? So the thing is, I feel like it's harder to reach some of those things in basketball than it is in football. I feel like making the finals in general is much easier for the best player in basketball to do than it is in football. I mean, just I mean, we've seen it with LeBron, where as whatever team he's on, whether if it's the the Heat or the Cavs or what Lakers or whatever, the the fact that he's on the team, it's you're basically autom- guaranteed to at least make the conference finals or the finals, and it's just I feel like it's a lot easier in basketball to accomplish some of those things. But then when you also factor in the fact that Brady only plays on offense, while Jordan, he plays on offense and defense. And Jordan very, won defensive player of the year. Yeah, Brady never and, won defensive yeah, player of the year. Yeah, and he's elite on both ends of the floor. Uh, that, see, that's the one that I have the hardest time with. Like, So if you went, if, if you talked about the other ones that I mentioned and other ones that you'll probably mention afterwards, maybe I'll, I'll see Brady for pretty much all of them. But when it comes to Brady versus Jordan, I'll, that one's definitely the hardest. Just because, I don't, like, just everything I just said, and um, I don't know. I, well, I guess I'd like to hear I'm your I'm taking thoughts. Jordan. Yeah, and I'll take I'm Brady because it's total bias. 
but that I'm one, taking Jordan. That one I don't have a, a strong take on. I just I went back and forth with why Jordan would be better and why Brady would be better. And obviously I'm going to take Brady just because personally, personal reasons. All right. Um, hockey, Wayne Gretzky. Gretzky, only four Stanley Cups, all four in a row. Uh, nine Hart trophies. He retired with 61 all-time records. Uh, I assume Brady will have a few all-time records when he retires. Certainly not 61. And uh, Gretzky, if you remove all of his goals, he still is the all-time points leader in NHL history because of how many assists he had. Yeah, it certainly helped that he played in that era where it was just the easiest time to score goals and, and score points and everything. And I'm I'm going to pick Brady for sure in that one. So Gretzky was inducted into the Hall of Fame pretty much at his retirement ceremony. They held a special election for that. So the jury's still out. If they do that for Brady, I'll give it to him. But if they don't, Gretzky. All right, so that's two two guys ahead of Brady on my list. Uh, soccer. So Pele, FIFA considers him the greatest ever. I know people want to throw out Ronaldo and Messi. Pele, he actually has a Guinness world record, 1,279 goals in 1,363 games. I don't know if Brady's in the Guinness world record book. And, uh, you know, Pele's won three FIFA World Cups, not close to seven, but only every four years. But Brady, seven and 21 years. So I'll give Brady over Pele. Is that fair? Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's so that's that's just great of you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, I would if you were going to say Messi or Ronaldo, I, I, I like Messi. But I mean, those dudes, did, neither of them have a World Cup, right? They both. Um, no, no. Uh, Messi uh, made the Ronaldo. Yeah, verse, Messi lost. Ronaldo Germany, won the Euro. And yep. I don't know, like the in the biggest moments in World Cups, they have none of them. So like, why the would great, I even factor great that? club sport guys? Yeah, oh, I agree. I I mean, it's it's Pele, but like none of those guys are gonna touch Brady. Uh, so that that's fair. Um, in terms of baseball, I don't even know who would you say is a goat. <laughs> Does it matter? Babe Ruth? Like, yeah, like Babe Ruth. Like I don't know. That's a tough one to to compare Babe Ruth to other guys. Uh, I, I'm a personally, I'm a big Willie Mays fan, but I like, I like he only Willie won Mays one World Series yeah. and. 24-time All-Star. That's pretty cool, but uh, I, I'm not. I didn't even write down a baseball guy. I'm not going to pretend there. Um, so, greatest athlete of the first half of the 20th century, Jim Thorpe. Two gold medals in the 1912 Olympics. He also played professional baseball and football. First president of the NFL. Uh, like it's there's not really any argument here. I just wanted to you know what? throw him down there. You know, I just he's realized, a true Renaissance man. You know, I just realized for baseball. So. In terms of accomplishments, it's not even close to Brady. But the fact that he was that good at baseball and football, Bo Jackson. If you're if, in there terms you of hey. like actual, I mean, athletic, I'm gonna athletic ability. <laughs> you know okay, what I mean? but I'm gonna I'm gonna go in. I know what you mean, but I'm gonna go through a lot of uh, individual athletes that not only are great individual athletic achievements but like that you know they they actually but you knew what i meant though because you couldn't stuff. think of anything for yeah. baseball i'm like you know what i'll just throw out bo jackson he was an all-star he's, and, and he's not the greatest ever yeah. but okay sure um okay so golf jack nicholas or tiger woods who are you taking there so, i mean i know he has less majors but give me tiger yeah i mean i i love tiger jack has more majors um tiger has more individual wins how do you compare them to brady uh uh, well, I'm I'm gonna talk about Tiger because I don't I don't know enough about Jack and this to be honest. Outside of the fact that he has more majors and all that, but Tiger Woods definitely had some has some crazy stats of 
of consecutive uh, made cuts and, and wins and just dominated the early 21st century where it was literally just him versus the field in, in, in terms of these all the events and, uh, before the talent grew. And I feel like he actually he's he's a huge reason why the game has grown uh, to where it is now because players realize like hey we gotta for me for me to be competitive with this guy I gotta put in all this work and I feel like that's why there's so much talent around the game now so maybe Tiger has a bigger impact in his sport I don't know but I'm still gonna pick Brady again because of bias and also there are four majors a year. Like and, and and when there's only one Super Bowl, I I have to factor that in. And Tiger did have a now Brady also did have a ten year drought of not winning a Super Bowl, but Tiger also mm-hmm. had a long drought of not winning a major, and there are four of them a year. So well, what was more incredible, Tiger winning his the Masters in 2019 or Brady winning the Super Bowl in 2014? In 2014, uh, yeah, I, when he snapped. So his I mean, that's one of my favorite all time favorite games. Uh, it might be my all-time favorite football game, them being the Seahawks, just given the the fact that it was that team, Legion of Boom. Um, yeah, but we're not talking about we're talking Brady specifically. Not I would I, w- I would say Brady. Like I know it's 100 percent biased, but everything leading up to that game with the all the Deflategate stuff and and the fact that they were playing the number one defense in the league and he hadn't won a Super Bowl in in ten years and and they were down 10 and entering the fourth quarter and it was the greatest deficit deficit overcome until Super Bowl 51 but uh I I'm gonna I'm still gonna lean with Brady I know it's again total bias but I really that was really one of the greatest performances fourth quarter performances uh I've seen from him so I'm gonna That's go good Brady. point about good point about deflate gate Tiger cheated on his wife but Brady cheated at the game so exactly. I gotta give it to, to Tiger and Jack Nicholas ahead of Brady <laughs> um all right, and then let's let's talk about the two tennis goats, Serena Williams, Roger Federer. Of course, Serena Williams, twenty three Grand Slams, Federer twenty. It's the most for men, but Serena, she's she's won more Grand Slams than anyone else, and of course, she has a great accomplishment of winning the Australian Open while pregnant. That's that's a tough one to put Brady over her, right? <laughs> I, I'm I'm she she's the greatest female tennis player ever for sure. I'm still gonna pick Brady over both those guys. I like Roger Federer too. I like. I'm not a tennis. Guy. We talked about this uh, in, in December when we were going over like biggest losers, and you picked Novak Djokovic. Like, and I talked about yeah. I, I'm not a no. Even though I don't like tennis whatsoever, I'm to, I'm a total pink hat fan when it comes to tennis. I don't like Novak, but I I like I like Roger Federer a lot. I think he's a super classy guy and definitely works hard and has accomplished a lot. So I I, I like Roger Federer. And he's one of the best male tennis players ever. But like, I'm still gonna pick Brady over both those, both of them. Nadal is my personal goat, but like Roger Federer is the real goat. And uh, in terms of the goat of goats, I do gotta put him ahead of Brady. And of course, I gotta put Serena Williams ahead of Brady. Um, Michael Phelps, wow, like Michael Phelps. It, you're on your laptop, right? Go go yeah. on Wikipedia. Yeah, go on Wikipedia. And listeners mm-hmm. at home, feel free to do this while it kind of works on your phone. I think it's almost more impressive if you do it on your laptop. And just mm-hmm. Wikipedia, Michael Phelps. Okay, I'm going right now. Okay. It's loading. I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I want to I make right. sure. I'm, so, I'm on this Wikipedia page. Yes. So you see 
um, in the right. It has his face smiling, looking all handsome. Yep. He's at the 2016 Summer Olympics, has some bio, talks about how he's from Maryland. He's the Baltimore Bullet, Flying Fish, all this stuff. And it talks about a sport, you know, strokes, club, coach. And then it says medal record. And it says show. Click on show. Yeah, it's going to have a gazillion scrolling. gold medals and all that. It goes down to the whole bottom of the page. Like, Brady doesn't do this. Look at that. Look how incredible that is. I mean, it's swimming. 66, yeah, if you're gonna, 66 it, gold you're medals, likely gonna win, 23 in the Olympics. You're likely going to win pretty much m- most, if not all, the events if you're just that much better than everybody. I don't know. It's exactly. Just, and he won most, it's if not swimming. all, the it's events. It's an individual sport. <laughs> Yeah, and individual sports are going to be better. So there we go. Michael Phelps, he's ahead of Brady. Oh wow, jeez. I'm not. I'm, no, no, I'm not going there. I, I was very right. impressed by his Beijing performance in 08 and, and winning all those medals. But I'm, I'm not. I'm not. For, I'm not for it. No, give, definitely give me Brady. The only, I re- the only one that I'm gonna consider is Jordan. That's it. Like that's that's the only Simone good. Biles. Greatest gymnast of all time. Oh, She's on. only 25 years old. 25 world me- actually 22 years old. 25 world medals, 19 gold. This is Four why Olympic goals see, This in is why I said my point 15 minutes ago. Because you you don't want I'm just not into the I'm not into that. You stuff don't want to admit that Simone Biles is better than Tom Brady. Yeah, that's that's exactly why. Yeah. No. Who's the greater athlete? Tom Brady. I'm fin- I'm going to pick Brady for pretty much everything except Jordan maybe. Like Jordan's the only one I'll think about but other than that this is why i hate goat discussions i hate goat discussions all right i got two more for you Um, and i'll probably probably deny both of them (laughs) 1973 triple crown winner by a record 31 link secretariat oh my god we're gonna compare a horse now Put, put, put it, put, and three and give one. me Joey Chestnut too with his thirteen. Nathan, yeah, he's the next Nathan, one. Oh yeah, Joey see, Chestnut, and you're thirteen gonna, out of fourteen yeah, muster belts. Yeah, and he you're beats him. Up. He's competing against himself. <laughs> Seventy-five hot dogs. hot dogs. He breaks the world yeah. record Shoving every hot dogs single in, year. And in, in his body is definitely uh, more impressive than everything Brady's accomplished. Nobody downs a glizzy like Joey Chestnut. Those two, Secretariat, Joey Chestnut, Secretariat. U.S. Racing Hall of Famer at four years old. What was Brady doing at four years old? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh wow! So that 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 All that right. settles it. Secretariat is better than Tom Brady. Wow! You heard it. Heard it here first. So okay. So I guess just going through the list, I gave you Brady over Pele and Jim Thorpe, but those other eight. All right. So Brady is the ninth greatest athlete of all time. This is this Sound is good? this is when it goes off the rails for me. When you bring up uh, if a a horse or a hot dog eater is better than Tom Brady, <laughs> you saw Tom Brady's combine forty yard dash. Yeah, and you it think sucked. He's it's like my mile race. pace. <laughs> yeah, so Secretariat right there. When you can put him head to head in athletic sports, Secretariat wins. In a race, yeah, sure. <laughs> Speaking of race, I didn't even think about this. Usain Bolt. Wait, great. He can run the 100-meter dash better than Tom Brady. Does it yeah, once it, every four years at the Olympics. I'm out on goat debate, goat athlete debates. I'm out. 
All right, I guess uh, we'll you we'll agree me on anyone, that except maybe Jordan, and I we'll, we'll agree that Jordan is ahead, and uh, we'll 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 get back to the drawing board. We'll need to do some more research on the others. Just to I, I, the drawing board will have a giant X over all the other names that you just gave me. <laughs> that's that's all my right. that's my drawing board. I told you, I told you we would agree to disagree on basically everything about this category. You know what? Okay, fine, fine, fine. Let's uh let's stop with the Super Bowl now and let's uh well, maybe not stop with the Super Bowl. We'll stop with the Tom Brady aspect of the Super Bowl. Let's talk about the weekend's halftime show. And, and overall, what are your thoughts on it? I thought it was very a very forgettable performance. I didn't think I didn't I did I agree. not care for Those it. Those are my exact words as well. Yeah, I did not care for it. I couldn't really understand. I I I know his songs. I like some of his music, but I couldn't really understand what he what he was singing for some parts of the his show, and I didn't like the that thing that they had in the back where he went in inside and was walking. Oh by yeah, it was like, he's like looking around. He's got he's holding uh, this tablet and he's singing on and just. Was I, that like a like a hall of mirrors? Yeah, that, that was kind of, of what I got water. the look at. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that part was stupid. And another thing is, I like the song "Blinding Lights." But the NFL and Pepsi and all and all that, they promoted that song so much that it makes me not like the song. You know what I mean? Really? No, I, I disagree. I, I mean no, I, I like I no, the thing kind is, of the, get the thing concept, is I like the but... song. It's just it's just been way it got way too overplayed on the commercials where it was the only way that they were advertising yeah. the weekend. I just I mean, thought if, I all thought of they the overdid songs it. he did were older songs. Like he did Can't Feel My Face. He started out with Starboy, that was twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. He did the hills, which I was a little surprised by, and it, you know, what is a I feel it coming 2016, and then he just ends it with blinding lights. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure that was his only like new song from his new album that he did. So, or at least um, the one I, that I, everyone I, knows. It's just so the one thing I, I'll say this every time there's a Super Bowl halftime show. I just want the one thing I want uh, checked on the list is is it better than the Black Eyed Peas and Maroon Five? Because those are two of the most <laughs> the, badly embarrassing performances in the Super Bowl halftime show. As long as it was better than those two, I'll take it, which it was. Even though I did not care for it at all, really, it was better than those two. So Yeah, I mean, the Black Eyed Peas is easily my least favorite ever because it was, it was in the Steelers-Packers Super Bowl. The Steelers are down 21-3 to at halftime, and then the Black Eyed Peas goes out and tries to do a a whole concert where they're not using auto-tune and it was just a it did not make me feel any better I mean the weekend really didn't make me feel better about the first half of that game I thought it was over at halftime and I mean I, I thought he had a good start and a good finish but yeah pretty forgettable performance it was kind of like average like blah like I don't think that anyone should really be arguing that it was like trash or like this horrible performance but yeah, yeah it, for the it wasn't anything it, like yeah. It was. Awesome. I thought it was just very forgettable and not great. And um, if I said suck, I I, I shouldn't I shouldn't go that far. But it was very bland. It was just very blah. What? Eh. Is how I thought. Yeah. About so, it. <laughs> um, I I hate to go back to football, but just like the talking about halftime just reminded me that we hadn't talked about this. Um. I, so, what are your thoughts on Andy Reid's timeout decisions at the end of the? It wasn't quarter. good. Yeah, it, it gave Brady an opportunity. It kind of, I don't want to say just like the Packers game, but very similar. 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 Yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't like that. And another thing that we we didn't talk about, how did you like the 
the ref refereeing in that game. <laughs> I mean, look, I I hated it. I thought that the first half, like they they I th- they um, I thought it was they swallowed their whistles in the Packers game, yeah. and then this game they're throwing I, flags on everything. Yeah, I prefer what it was like in the the Bucks Packers game, where it's just just let let everything go. And I think, see, the thing is, yes, it was bad or not or not great and it was definitely favoring Tampa a lot more but at the same time I don't want to say oh that's the reason why Tampa won and Kansas City lost that's definitely no I I but it definitely hurt Kansas City's chances especially they definitely the Bucks definitely had a lot more momentum uh after some of those calls some of those were definitely on Casey like it was definitely a lot of holding but the Mm -hmm. the two that I thought were questionable were the ones that were where Matthew or was on Evans, where Evans tripped, uh, where oh yeah, yeah, Evan Evans tripped, but it was it really was he flop. really tripped on him, yeah, he really kind of yeah. flopped and tripped on himself, and that uh, that one that was like a huge penalty, yeah, that one I don't think should have been called, and then the one right after in the end zone where yeah. Matthew <laughs> he he kind of sort of was the ball wasn't anywhere yeah, near that's, him exactly it though. wasn't catchable the, it was an uncatchable yeah. ball and he didn't he didn't need to throw the flag there. Um, either way, I thought Tyron Matthews sucked in this in the game. Yeah. Oh, but, I know. He was getting into it with Brady, and that yeah. that was pissing me off so much. But, um, it, but th- yeah, those, so those the, penalties. Both were, of those flags were on I that think last so. drive. I know the second was. I don't know for. I, it, I'm pretty sure. Like now that you say it, that sounds right. It definitely led to a touchdown. Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, the, the what set up that drive though were those Andy Reid timeouts. Like I, I didn't like taking a timeout after first down like I think he should have been content going into the half at 14 to 6 like you maybe don't have a ton of momentum but you don't have anything going against you and uh just to to take a timeout right before third and two I just don't understand how he could have any kind I, of confidence in his defense I like Andy at that Reed. point I I really do I I think he's a good coach especially a, a quarterback kind of kind of coach I think he's gotten a lot out of whatever quarterback he's had especially McNabb uh, but he definitely has had moments of poor clock management that's definitely the knock on him. he's he's always been known for clock management and choking and, in big games and, and I thought he broke all of that last year and, and nope he's just back back and, to and his another, old ways and I just another thing to mention I, I there's a part of me that doesn't want to bring this up I feel like at the same time, you kind of have to. I kind of wonder how much he was affected by his the the th- the situation with his son. Oh no, get, I I agree. Got in an accident. Yeah, that that did feel like a um it it could be a, a really bad bad situation for the Chiefs. Obviously, it's a horrible situation just in its own right. Um, you know, I think they're still trying to do some more investigating into that, but uh, I'm sure that that did play a role. He said after the game it didn't, that it wasn't on his mind, but like I, I don't know how it couldn't have been. So yeah. anyway, that last drive, that that sealed the game and when the chiefs came out in the second half and they only kicked a field goal in the opening drive, that, that was game over. Like that, yeah, that, that was it. That was it. The only chance that the chiefs had was if they could kind of get back into it right away at the start of the third quarter. And they just, they put themselves in a terrible position on the last See, drive and they couldn't make up for it. You look at Mahomes a lot more negatively than I do after this game. I look at the coaching more negatively. Oh, I look at the entire chiefs organization. Okay. Well, you, so you look at it as a whole worse uh, for them, yeah. I I really thought the coaching was just poor on on both ends, or it it just was a disaster from start to finish for them. Yeah, yeah, just like a a really horrible Super Bowl performance for that team. So, 
look, we kind of got through that. <laughs> Definitely, like I said, got off the rails a little bit, but uh, I think that we we held our own for the most part. So let's uh, let, let's move on from the Super Bowl and let's talk uh, the night before the Super Bowl. So let's start off with the NFL honors portion of it. So Aaron Rodgers wins MVP. Not much of a surprise. I think everyone kind of saw it coming. Um, probably the biggest surprise, the most controversial one at the very least, was Aaron Donald winning Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, that's the one that... See, see when you look at T.J. Watt's stats compared to Aaron Donald, I feel like T.J. Watt, his stats were much better than Aaron Donald's. So All around, maybe yeah. His, maybe he was more deserving, but then also people say... Well, Aaron Donald, if you look at his footage and all the film on him, people have to double cover and even triple cover him. So he makes a bigger impact on the game than T.J. Watt, which is which is true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's it, absolutely true. But if if when you when you talk about it like that, that means LeBron has to win MVP every single year. Yeah, right? that's just, that's like the whole thing with this. Is this like are you just gonna give the award to Aaron Donald every year? Because like he's the best defensive player in the league. Right. I think everyone, even Steelers fans, like that that was the the thought. Like everyone was agreeing with that. But TJ Watt put out the better stats. And as much as people say, oh, Aaron Donald was like double teamed all the time. TJ Watt was held every single pass rush play. Like he was just put in a chokehold. You don't have to put two guys on him when you can do that. And the, the league didn't call holding this year. So that's why his pass rush numbers were down. Like that's an argument I saw. It's like, oh, it's the least uh, number of sacks for the league leader. It's like they, the NFL didn't want that. They wanted offense this year. They they were going to let holding go. And uh, I, I just think that it's it's just silly to me. I mean, yeah, you you statistically you obvi- T.J. Watt should have won the award. You can obviously expand more on the the holding stuff than I could, but I just looked at the stats and T.J. Holding Watt's is down forty forty percent yeah, from last TJ, year. And T.J. Watt's stats just look better. I don't know. But yeah, I, I I feel like Aaron Donald has more opportunities to win Defensive Player of the Year than. Like I feel like I don't I don't know if TJ Watt's gonna be in the conversation again. He was last year. He came in third last but year. But do do you know what I mean though? Like Aaron Donald no, I mean, has I, a better I, chance of winning each year than TJ Watt. Does. Yeah, but I I I expect that if TJ Watt stays healthy, is going to continue to be in this conversation. You still think he can win or be? In I think he'll eventually win one of these years, but I don't know. I don't know what it's gonna take at this point. I thought he had a really good chance last year and. Uh, you know, I get Stephon Gilmore had an awesome season for a cornerback, but then this year it's not even like you can say Aaron Donald had like this amazing season. He just had a very Aaron he, he's Donald just, season. He's just him. <laughs> it's yeah. not like he uh, put up. I don't like. Oh, he overachieved what he was already. He already was. I guess is what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, T.J. Watt should have won Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, pretty upset about it. I don't it. have. I, I don't like, have any arguments. Like, for me. The, yeah, the only positive, which like feels kind of ridiculous to. Th- think would be a thing is if maybe like they save a few dollars when trying to re-sign him but that's just so silly like to be like oh you didn't win defensive player of the year so we're not gonna pay you 125 million we're gonna give you 120 instead like that that's not a thing so but yeah it's not rest, really a, a bright spot to that the rest of these i don't i don't have a 
case for in terms of someone else winning. <laughs> well, I think Aaron Rodgers deserved MVP. I comeback think Player of the Year, Alex Smith. Yeah, Alex Smith absolutely deserved to win Comeback Player of the Year. <laughs> After everything, I, he's I gone love through. that one voter voted for Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, just is, just to I stir did. up controversy, <laughs> like people being so pissed off about that. That that was funny to me because obviously Alex Smith deserved to win Comeback Player of the Year. Yeah, and it's not like like Ben. Starting out the season, I was absolutely in the boat that, oh, Ben is having like an MVP type season if you just look at the performance. But with the way he ended the season, it just, that kind of throws a lot of that out the window. Alex Smith beat him head to head too. So Smith definitely deserved to win the award, but I, I do find it hilarious how mad people were that Ben got <laughs> one out of the, the 50 votes. Um, Coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski. I'm yeah. so tired of him. Like, I know everyone loves how he is good with the Browns. In one year, I'm already done with this guy. Like, I, I hope he's a one-hit wonder. <laughs> no, I think, he deser- I think he deserved it. And His team uh, won a playoff game without him. How great of a head coach is he? You got me. Maybe, maybe yeah, he was, was at like home. Steve Kerr winning coach of the year when he maybe, missed half maybe, the season. Maybe he was at home and he was like uh, – Patrick giving advice to SpongeBob in his driving. Oh yeah, he's just on (laughs) his walkie-talkie. Oh, you're coming into your first turn. (laughs) No, I mean Stefanski deserved to win this award for sure. I mean, taking the Browns to the playoffs is arguably more impressive than Brady winning seven Super Bowls when you really think about it, right? (laughs) See the thing. (laughs) Been eighteen years. You say that, but I I have said multiple times that when you look at Bill Belichick's uh, history of accomplishments. I, I, I've always said until this year uh, that his six Super Bowls isn't his biggest accomplishment. His biggest accomplishment was winning one playoff game with the Cleveland with Browns. The Browns. <laughs> yeah, I was I was saying that for the longest until this year. I was saying yeah. that for the longest time. Yeah, um, and then finally Walter Payton Man of the Year, Russell Wilson. So I I am a huge fan of the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. I think that that is like a lot of players kind of feel that's like the most prestigious award you can win because it's not only on-field excellence, it's all the off-the-field and guys wanting to give back to the community. So Russell Wilson won it because of his work with the Why Not You Foundation, which um, launched in 2014 in partnership with Safeway and Albertsons, has donated more than $9 million to Strong Against Cancer money that funds life-saving immunotherapy treatment. Uh, They've also raised more than $1 million for Friends of the Children, a nationwide organization dedicated to breaking the cycle of generational poverty. So Russell Wilson's done a lot of stuff, very deserving of the award. Uh, And I I think that if you just like look at quarterbacks around the league, like Russell Wilson winning Walter Payton Man of the Year award is, it's not not a huge surprise, like of all the quarterbacks to win it, that he he would get it. He might be a corny guy, but he's 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 just he's awesome on the field and he's a super nice guy off the field and meets and and when he's off the field he he goes to the Seattle Children's Hospitals and meets all the all the all the patients and is just really kind to everyone in in the community. So uh uh Russell Wilson is definitely a definitely a great quarterback and a good person. So I don't have any problem with that one. And not that I had any hot takes for that <laughs> one, but, uh, but you know, who's, uh, who's never. So I, I believe this is true. Um, I, I tried to find all the, the fact checking I could do to prove myself wrong, but I haven't to this point. So I'm going to go ahead and run with it. You know, who's never even been nominated for the Walter Payton man of the year award, let alone won it. 
Tom Brady. I knew you were going to say in the I league just knew, for like, oh, twenty Brady's plus Trump. years. Never, no, because he he doesn't care. He doesn't give back to the community. He doesn't care about Boston. He doesn't care about New England. He doesn't care about Tampa. He doesn't care about you, Brian. That's okay. So <laughs> I'm fine with that. He just wants to win. Yeah, yeah. It's all 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 himself. That's it. He's uh he's a big me guy. Me me me. I'm Tom Brady. Uh, man, you hated anyway. that. You hated that game so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um okay and then uh pro football hall of fame 2021 20, class announced so uh several players coaches contributors and uh i know so pain manning calvin johnson Alf, alan fanica charles woodson and who's the guy we're missing john lynch John Lynch. Yep, John Lynch finally getting in. Uh, yeah, so I guess what, what are your thoughts? Any 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 guys you want to talk about there? Yeah, there are a couple. Uh, so Calvin Johnson, he's obviously a, an amazing receiver. Do you think he played long enough to deserve to get in? Yeah, oh, think- I, I, th- I think he did. Mm-hmm. I think his career was long enough i mean he played just as long as barry sanders and sanders got in okay. and like yeah johnson doesn't have the same kind of like reputation that barry sanders got but i think everyone widely acknowledged that he was one of if not the best wide receiver in the league during his playing days so yeah uh, i have no problem with him getting in like maybe you can question first ballot but yeah uh, I, I i certainly think he's a hall of famer i didn't have a problem with that i just wanted your thoughts on him and then the the second guy that i'd like to bring up uh so when John, so when John Lynch was announced that he was inducted, uh, there, I definitely saw uh, some uh, things on Twitter and and, new, and other news outlets that said he definitely Jeff shouldn't have gone in. And I'm thinking, I don't know, he was a great player, great safety for the Bucks and Broncos, and he's been a good GM for the Niners, and he won a Super Bowl. Like, do you th- do you have any problems with him getting in, or do you? Th- no, I thought he should have gotten you think he sh- in. So you I'm, think he should have got? I'm glad that he finally did. So you think he should be in and should have gotten in earlier? Okay. Yeah. What What are the reasons to say he shouldn't be in? I don't. Is it all just statistical stuff? Yeah. It, that's. It's mostly stuff like that, and other players are more deserving. And uh, I I don't have a problem with Lynch getting in. Maybe I don't know if I'm. I feel like I'm right about that. That I don't. I don't. I shouldn't have a problem with him getting in. And one another guy. One more other guy I like to mention though that didn't get in. I feel like Richard Seymour. And I know, I know, it's a Patriots thing, but I, I, I thought I think he's deserving uh, of to be in the Hall of Fame, and I'm, I, I don't know. I'd like to get your thoughts if you think he should be or not. But I, th- I, think I, he- I don't know Seymour's stats off the top of my head. I don't. I remember him as a really great player. I don't necessarily remember him as a Hall of Fame player. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, maybe I, he I don't shouldn't. Know. Be a first ballot, but I I feel like he should have. Was this his first time on the ballot? I feel like he's been no, around I, for. So yeah, I think he's been on the ballot uh, multiple times already. And Ty Law also was a guy that I was hammer. So he was a guy that I really was definitely. I thought he should have. I in. would say Ty Law over Richard Seymour yeah. for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I, Ty Law eventually did get in, and and I had a stronger take on Ty Law getting in over Richard Seymour. And I'll admit, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but. I think Richard Seymour should get in at some point, whether that's next year or whenever or beyond. So, um, for me, I think you know, in terms of like players to get in, Alan Fanica is the one I'm the happiest about. I I've been disappointed it's taken so long for him to get in. 
Uh, he was phenomenal guard for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and his his big Hall of Fame moment was opening up the block, uh, you know, the the hole for Willie Parker's seventy five yard touchdown run, Super Bowl record, and Super Bowl forty. So, big fan of Alan Fanica getting into the Hall of Fame. Um, one other player I'd like to throw out there. I mean, very much deserving uh, first ballot Hall of Famer Charles Woodson. So, uh, Charles Woodson in his career. 33 forced fumbles, and uh, I, I think we can both agree that the world would be a better place if he had 34 career forced fumbles, No, right? <laughs> No, I already knew you were going with that one. No. I, my, what uh, I love just, about that, though, I, I, think it's, I think it's funny that Charles Woodson says, Tom Brady owes me his wife, cars, yep, <laughs> life. All that. I, I, all I, that. I just think it's funny that he says that. I mean, who knows what the 2002 Patriots would have looked like if they lose that game, their only playoff game, and don't, like, does does Drew Bledsoe not get every chance to get the job back from Tom Brady? I have no idea. <laughs> it was so long exactly. ago. It was so long ago. that. Imagine how great the world could be. Like, we, it, you know that, that like, picture um, like the, the, they post on Twitter where it's, like, this, like, utopian world, like, everything's, like, shiny, like, flying cars and stuff? Like, that's society if... The tuck rule didn't exist. Jeez, you and are. Instead, we live in this coronavirus uh, you, landscape. Yeah, you are off the rails today. <laughs> uh, okay, and then so like outside of the players, though, uh, one one last guy I want to throw out who got in. So in terms of like outside like contributor, Bill Nunn. He is the first ever purely scout to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. A uh, huge part of the Pittsburgh Steelers dynasty in the 1970s. He was someone who worked for the Pittsburgh Courier newspaper. And one of the big things he did was uh, kind of following in the footsteps of uh, past people, uh, including his father, uh, for that paper. He would compile an HBCU, Historically Black Colleges and Universities, All-America team. And because of his his spot in Pittsburgh, uh, he he eventually was you know helping out the Steelers and was a member of that organization. And he uh, he was a big architect of the 1974 draft class that produced four Hall of Famers and uh, some of the guys that he he helped bring to Pittsburgh: Elsie Greenwood, Frank Lewis, Dwight White, Ernie Holmes, Joe Gillum, all part of the Super Bowl team, uh, like you know from the 70s, and then three Hall of Famers and Mel Blunt, John Stallworth, and Donnie Schell, who was a 2020 member. They'll both be inducted together. None going in posthumously. He passed away a few years ago, but I think he's long overdue getting that Hall of Fame recognition uh, as uh, one of the, the greatest architects or one of the greatest dynasties in pro football history. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, recommend looking more into to Bill Nine. He, uh, he's a really, really great, great guy. Um, so that's all I have for Hall of Fame stuff. Uh, any others? I, I think that you're, you're good. Okay, so with that, let's get into our top five. And we've been doing this now three Super Bowls in a row. This is the third that we've done. Uh, under the He's Done It brand, and every time afterwards we count down our favorite Super Bowl commercials. So let's get into it. Our favorite Super Bowls in today, Super Bowl commercials in today's top five. 
Not two, not three, not four. Top five, top five, top five. All right, so Brian, why don't you get us started? All right, so for my number five, I went with M&M's, where it was just a simple 30-second commercial where there were people giving out M&M's to other people, saying sorry for sorry for this and sorry for that. And my, well, my favorite my favorite part of the commercial was, uh, sorry, I called you a Karen. And <laughs> yeah. the lady said, my name is Karen. And then the lady gave her another M&M back and said, sorry that your name is Karen. <laughs> I thought that part was yeah. funny. And it was simple. And I've always, I've always liked the M&M commercials. And like, not just that one, but I, I love the one every Christmas where the, the two M&Ms are, like, oh, do you th- do you think Santa's nice or whatever? Like, oh, I, I don't know. I never met the guy, and they're like, oh, he does exist. And then Santa's like, oh, they do exist, and they they, <laughs> and they, they the all pass so, out. So yeah, yeah I think M and M's. I I feel like they've always had good commercials, and I I enjoyed that one as well. So that's my number. Yep, five. I I agree. M and M's was a great commercial. I'll get to that one shortly, but for now, my number five, uh, Cheetos commercial. And this one I, I loved just because, uh, first of all, I'm a huge fan of that 70s show, one of my favorite shows of all time. So I love Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. And I love Shaggy, It Wasn't Me, uh, fun song. And I love that they they uh, incorporated him into this and like did a, their own little parody of the song. And uh, I do love the ending where she says, oh, it wasn't me. And Ashton's like, oh, all right. Even though she has like Cheeto dust all over her. And Shaggy's like, wow, that actually worked. That's never happened. Uh, I thought that was a fun, fun little ending to that, that commercial. So just because of who was in it, it's, it's my number five. Uh, so for my number four, I went with the Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade. And this one starts out with uh, not knowing that lemon that Bud Light is now making lemonade seltzer. And uh, a guy in the commercial says, oh, 20, 2020 was a uh, lemon of a year. And it shows uh, shows the year of 2020 in a COVID way, but with lemons. And I knew that there would be a lot of COVID-related commercials uh, this year in this Super Bowl. But I thought this one was pretty amusing. And it showed uh, all the lemons falling from the sky and... Uh, taking out a biker and uh, taking out all the people uh, in the airports. And then it showed one uh, at a, a baseball game where lemons are falling from the ground, falling from the sky and an empty stadiums with cardboard cutouts and, uh, and another, and a wedding as well. And uh, so I know I, I might sound depressing, but like it sort of was, but at the same time it was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was kind it of, was, neat. it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, out of the all the COVID related commercials this year, I mostly I didn't care. Most of them I didn't care for, but I thought that one was, I thought it was kind of funny, and so I put that as number four. Yeah, I still haven't tried Bud Light lemonade seltzers, but uh, the the commercials have definitely been intriguing enough that I, I feel like I need to some point soon, uh, especially as the the uh, the weather starts to get warmer and uh, it's certainly still winter, so. Uh, my number four, we, you know, we just talked about it, the M&M's commercial. Uh, I think that I would have put this one even higher if I'd watched the show Shit's Creek. So um, Dan Levy was also in this one. He's the guy at the very end right, where he's like sitting right. around the table. He's like, I promise I won't eat any more of your yeah, friends. And, um, and, the, and the red M&M is banging on the yeah. car window. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that was an entertaining one. I also, I love the, uh, like the, 
the seat back thing where he like spills like he kicks the seat and like spills coffee all over the guy it's like sorry i kick your seat and i'm just like that's that's like a mood when you're on a plane and someone pushes their seat back like that um so yeah big big fan of uh the m&m's commercial just like you and that that's my number four uh so for my number three i went with uh an e-trade commercial uh where there's a kid that's inspired to become the best and be fit uh uh body wise but and it shows him working out and trying to be like a rocky type of guy and and be be strong and but by the end uh the quote is this might be the year you finally get in shape and then it says dot 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 financially at least (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, so in other words it probably won't be the year you actually get in shape and this is the year you make it your year especially if every, after everything that happened last year. But E-Trade says that maybe this year, this will be the year you'll get uh, fit in shape financially <laughs> instead. Uh, so I thought that was a good short commercial as well. So I put that as number three. Yeah, E-Trade always has great commercials, but I really miss yeah. their baby commercials. I, I agree. I love I love the baby Those are the best. Where, yeah. Yeah, they um, had some all-time baby Super Bowl commercials what, back my, in the day. My favorite, my favorite one was... There was a baby and an adult right next to him, and he, he was he had like these scratch tickets, and and he's like, oh, I got two golden crowns, one more to go, and the baby's like, you know, the odds of winning are the same as being mauled by a uh, a regular bear and a polar bear on the same day, and then and then the guy didn't get he didn't win, and then the baby's like, oh wow, here's my shock face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I thought that was great. So yeah, E-Trade has always had good commercials. Uh, so my number three is State Farm. And uh, I I think that this was a great throwback. You got to see the old uh, Rogers discount double check cheese head. You got to have Paul Rudd in it, who's a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. I'm sure that he is uh, just as upset as I was about the outcome of that game. And then, of course, the star of the commercial, Drake from State Farm. And uh, you get to see kind of at the end that, you know, Drake was trying to do the lines and Jake's like, no, stand-ins don't talk. So he just totally shut down Drake. Uh, You heard Drake not too long ago in the top five. And uh, I know one of us is not as big of a fan of him. So I guess I'm not surprised that he's not in your top five, but uh, he is is definitely belonged in mine. So Drake from State Farm number three. I don't, yeah, I don't hate Drake. I just know you like him way more than I do. That's it. Um, But yeah decent choice but yeah i didn't have it in my top five but i do remember that commercial uh so for my number two this one actually had like multiple versions of this yep. commercial and there, there's at least two and i found out there were actually i think there were three there were, yeah like three or four and uh i put paramount plus uh for my number two uh paramount plus expedition it shows uh all these characters whether if they're cartoons or real people on a journey to the top of uh, the Paramount Mountain. Uh, and the first one that showed that I thought was amusing was it showed, uh, is it Spock from uh, Star Star Trek or Star Wars? It's Star and Trek. Yeah. Star Trek, right, yeah. yeah. And uh, it sh- there was a cartoon character that had frostbite and then... And then they're wondering, like, what, what should we do? And I, and then Spock said, "Oh, we got to amputate." And then the cartoon a puppet was like, "Oh, but maybe we should talk about it first. But and then 
right as he says that, Bryson DeChambeau just takes his driver out and just hits hits his arm a mile away. And uh, and then Jim Nance and Tony Romo showed up on the commercial as well and saying, "Oh, it was a good, it was a good shot, but I think he hooked it." And and I thought that was kind of amusing. And then yeah. they showed the second one that I remember was uh, when all of them, uh, all the uh, people, celebrities, and cartoons like Dora the Explorer was in it. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Stewart and others and uh, Tom Selleck, uh, they get to the top of the mountain and then they show uh, uh, SpongeBob Sweet Victory, uh, what we should have had a couple years ago, but we didn't. But got to see it in a commercial form, and which was I, I thought was kind of cool. And uh, I, I was it was it was a cool commercial, and there were a lot of uh, cool celebrities and cartoons that were in it, and uh, I definitely enjoyed it. So. Who was the old guy? At the end of one of the commercials, uh, there are multiple. Yeah, but it guys. was like, uh, I, I don't know. I, Patrick I, Stewart, I think. Yeah, is he the bald guy? Yeah, he's the bald guy. Yeah. Okay, what is he like known for? Because I recognize him, and I, I meant to look it up, but I didn't. But uh, I, I, he's I in, knew he's who in he a, was. He's in a bunch of. So I, I think he's. So he's in Star Trek. I'm pretty sure, and he's in X Men. Okay. I know that. Yeah, is yeah, he? Star he's Star Trek X Men. Say that again. He's Doctor Doctor Xavier, right? In X Men. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, I'll admit, I've I've never I've never seen Star Trek, and I've seen X Men once, and yeah. it was a long time ago. So I'll admit, I'm not. All right, I, I need super... to look more into him because that was that was bothering me. Where I was like, I feel like he's I also in those Uber Eats commercials. He's also in those Uber Eats. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 He's in those as recently. Well. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I'll admit, I'm not I'm not a Star Trek expert, as you can tell. But... So. Do you think in. you're gonna uh, actually subscribe to Paramount Plus? Probably not, but no? but but you, you get all the Nickelodeon stuff, right? Like yeah. it's basically just like so CBS and like Paramount, Viacom, like they're all the same thing. It's that's just uh, their version of like Peacock, NBC's thing. I, w- so. I mean, I w- I would look into it for for sure. So I I don't want to say yes or no to that. I would I would look into it though. To yeah. see if that's a good option. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I I hadn't even heard of it before the Super Bowl, but it sounds like it's coming out in about a month. So, not surprising that CBS is having their own streaming site after uh, NBC did there. So, I'm sure Fox will have one soon too. So, uh, anyway, my number two. So this is actually a late addition to my list. Um, I had like when I, I, I uh, there were definitely like some commercials that I, I remembered seeing live others that I didn't and this was one that I, I skipped over when I was just like googling just to kind of remember some of them and I finally watched it right before this and I was like I was laughing hysterically I was like this this has to be in my top five like way up there and that is the rocket mortgage uh, certain commercial with with Tracy Morgan and uh, Dave Batista making an appearance and I, I think that was just so funny and Tracy Morgan's like or they ask like what's the difference between pretty sure and certain and uh I mean there, there are like so many like funny scenarios that went through like I'm pretty sure these bees aren't murderous but uh, I think the the funniest one was definitely when they got Batista in it and <laughs> he ends up like you know punching the dad and then at the very end it's like hey neighbor and like Batista is the guy and he uh Tracy Morgan's like I'll hold the dog and the guy's like not again he starts running away from Batista I thought it was just like a, a fun fun connection at the end of the commercial so that that was definitely uh very much deserving in my top five and I'm glad that I I snuck it in there at the very last minute yeah and speaking of my number one choice it's the one that you just talked about it's the rocket mortgage 
uh, certain is better. And uh, you went over a couple of ones that I liked or parts that I liked. I liked the uh, also when uh, Tracy Morgan said, uh, I think I'm pretty sure this is a figment of your imagination. And it was just this bad monster, horrible monster in, in their bedroom, which I thought was funny. And then there's another one where uh, I'm pretty sure Joey Bosa, like it's okay to park in Joey Bosa's spot. And then all of a sudden Joey yeah. Bosa just uh. takes the car and just flips it over. Uh, and then there was another one where uh, there are these aliens spaceships that come over and Tracy Morgan says, I'm pretty sure they come in peace and all of a sudden just starts blowing up. The so city. there were definitely two commercials. Yeah, there were two. Commercials. Yeah, I think I only watched the one because like I, I saw Joey Bosa was in it. I, I don't know how I missed both of them. Yeah. Uh, I guess I was just in the bathroom for both of them. But yeah, I uh, very funny ones. And, yeah. And the other one was the one you mentioned with the mm-hmm. bees and, and then Batista. Uh, and then the car, yeah, where there yeah, was like also driving over the bridge. Yeah, driving over the bridge. He's like, I'm pretty sure we can make it. And it shows <laughs> not even close. So yeah. I thought that I thought those ones were hysterical. Yeah, and I'm glad there were even there are two versions. Yeah, of it. yeah, no, uh, absolutely, definitely deserving to be up there. Um, so yeah. but <laughs> my number one was like kind of decided before I even started watching any Super Bowls because I've always been a fan of these ads and um, I was mainly a little disappointed kept going back and forth on this one but at the end I was like this this has to be in my number one and that is the Tide commercial with the Jason Alexander hoodie and uh, I I think it was it was first of all it was really cool that they were playing believe it or not in the background so Seinfeld fans or even non-Seinfeld fans you've probably seen uh, the the clip with uh, George Casanza's like outgoing message on his answering machine where he does like a little parody like believe it or not George is not home uh, that was the song that was playing and the whole time I'm watching it I'm like wow how did they get all of these old pics of Jason Alexander because he looks so young in them and then at the very end of the episode uh, he's wearing like the the son is like wearing the hoodie and Jason Alexander pulls up and is like, Hey, that's my face. And you see him and he just has like black hair and he like, looks like he has like some kind of like liposuction or like something going on with his face. And he looked, he looked very strange. Right. Would you agree with that? Like he, he did not. So I'll admit, I don't think I saw this commercial uh, when it happened, like during the Super Bowl. I think like that was when I had to look up, uh, and I, I watched uh, before we came on, and yeah, he looked different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think he was looking great. He was trying to look too young. Uh, and w- like when I saw that, I was like, part of me was like, God, do I even want to put this in my top five? But in the end, I was like, no, nah, it's, it's just, it's too great. I gotta, I gotta keep it up there. My number one. Um, I do miss the Tide commercials where they kind of come out of nowhere, and it's like this is a Tide ad. And you're like, what? You think that like football is about to come back? They used to do that all the time with uh, Joe Buck and. Um, Troy Aikman on Thursday Night Football but I mean it, it, this is still another one just a very strange commercial but who cares like there's a lot of strange commercials that are bad I think this is a strange good one so that'll do it for our top five and uh, that'll do it for the, the football talk for a while so um, we'll actually be kind of taking a break not just from from football but sports in general coming up and this is actually like an idea that both of us had on our own and then we kind of just started talking about it a couple weeks ago and uh you know that's that we're a mostly sports podcast right but 
now we're barely a mostly we're almost an entirely so uh you came up with the idea that we try to go outside of sports i I mean i think i I probably shouldn't say this on on here but i mean i feel like we could mix it up next week no i agree we do it we do a combination of both well so i mean actually uh next week we'll be having our friend kenny cashman on he's done it well that's what i'm saying and he's a big patriots fan yeah we'll probably talk a little bit about sports i'm sure that the super bowl and stuff will come up but uh yeah i mean the plan is kind of just like talk like he's someone from our hometown so kind of talk about you know our lives growing up talk about you know where we're from just kind of have like conversations and uh i I, our hope is that it can kind of take off from there into like more casual stuff especially like with with the way sports are looking right now yeah you have march madness still coming up but like the nba playoffs don't start until may so like a full month later than normal and baseball we can kind of talk about a little we don't want to talk about that all the time and hockey is another one where the playoffs aren't until may so we kind of have a little bit of a break here all of the sports and events are things that are are fun to talk about to an extent but they're not like ones that oh we should spend an entire thing on yeah i mean we Uh, can only talk so in depth on them so right i mean the i mean i guess the the next best thing that we can talk an entire episode about would be uh i remember last year we did the we did draft coverage um (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i thought you said giraffe not draft We didn't do giraffe draft. coverage. No, I know. I don't. I don't want to yeah. do the NFL draft thing again. I I kind of want to like break off from stuff like that. I like the idea of us talking about things outside of sports. You know, um, ideally get get more people interested in this. You know, we can mm-hmm. we can have more topics, and I'm sure that they'll still be a thing. We'll still have them come up when it's relevant, but uh, we'll try it out next week with Kenny. Definitely looking forward to that conversation. So uh, real quickly before we totally wrap up, though, any kind of NFL offseason predictions you want to throw out there? Anything looking ahead into next year? On uh, it's it's way way too early. It does to, feel early. Like I I li- I anything that comes to mind, like I don't really want to say it. Just just yeah, to say it, like, I, right, I want to actually predict, believe- like Deshaun Watson, like where he might get yeah, traded. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I think he'll get traded. Yes, but am I going to predict where? No. Absolutely not. Do you I think don't, I, don't, I don't the Patriots maybe? No. It, okay. It, it would take way too much draft capital to get him, and the Patriots need to draft. Uh, they need to have better because their 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 last few drafts have really sucked, and they need to get better and younger, faster and stronger, and all that. And getting Watson would help for sure at one position, but it wouldn't help anywhere else. The Patriots definitely have one of the most intriguing offseasons ahead. You know, John Brady just won a Super Bowl outside of New England. What's Bill going to do to try to get himself closer to, uh, you know, getting another Super Bowl? Uh, We'll first get a different quarterback and one that doesn't throw the football like he's throwing again, a carton of milk or, or whatever. And actually someone that can throw a football would be a start, whether that's Jimmy G or... Derek Carr or whomever, just anyone that is, I, I that can get the job done. Uh, and then he obviously has. Here's to a do. here's a fun one that I did think about, and I I want to mm-hmm. I want to throw this out there just just because like I don't know, um I don't think that this is like a legitimate thing, but I I do want to throw it out there just real quickly. Um, 
potential New England Patriots starting quarterback in 2021? Ben Roethlisberger. No, come on, no. <laughs> like I, I don't know how I would feel about that because like it would suck seeing Ben play uh, for the I, Patriots, I would... but at the same time, I know that Patriots fans would hate it just as much. That like, I feel like it'd almost be like kind of funny. But I, I, I wouldn't. I would hate it. So yeah. So I can see the amusement for you because I would probably. Just yeah, like and part of the reason why I say that is because I don't think that Ben is capable of winning a Super Bowl in either New England or Pittsburgh at this point. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that would also suck if he goes to the Patriots and won a Super Bowl. I would not be happy about that. I would not be like you about Tom Brady. Like, hey, look at my guy proving the Steelers wrong, like going to win in Foxborough or anywhere else. Like, that's that's not anything that I would say. I would be just totally miserable if he wins a Super Bowl anywhere else. So I mean, if Brady picked a team I hated, then it would be a lot harder. But he picked the Bucks. I know. So, they're irrelevant. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I don't have a problem with it. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We might have some some more football stuff come up if any kind of relevant news comes in. But yeah, we'll we'll talk to Kenny next week and we'll see where it goes from there. So for my co-host, Brian Wells, I'm Corey Novotny. Thanks for listening.